in preparation for today's message. We shall be reading from the book of Proverbs, chapter 23, verses 1 to 5. Again, that is Proverbs, chapter 23, verses 1 to 5. When you sit down to eat with a ruler, observe carefully what is before you, and put a knife to your throat if you are given to appetite. Do not desire his delicacies, for they are deceptive food. Do not toil to acquire wealth. Be discerning enough to desist. When your eyes light on it, it is gone. For suddenly it sprouts wings, flying like an eagle toward heaven. We are still on the book of Proverbs discussing temporal wisdom or wisdom on how we should live on earth. We finished Galatians not too long ago, 29 Sundays, going through it line by line, word for word, and it was an amazing journey. Such is the need of the church where we truly understand what the authors meant and how it applies to us. That journey was highly theological for us, yet we now have a mini-series on Proverbs on how we should live our lives on earth. And somehow, if I were to give a title to the last few Sundays where we discussed why we should trust the Lord, honor God from our wealth, be generous, yet have the ant mindset, which gathers during summer, in fact, to prepare for winter, means to build our reserves, yet to be diligent and walk with the wise, because if we are companion of fools, we will suffer or even be led to poverty as well. I would title it Wisdom and Wealth. And right now, we have this new title, Caution on Wealth. I sort of felt like I should give a message on this because we have addressed recently those who are not diligent to those who take life so easy where they don't work enough, they don't have a source, and thereby becoming a problem of others. And from that source to preserve whatever we gain slowly, steadily, so that when it comes time when there are emergencies, we have more than enough. So today it is caution on wealth. I believe many of us has, have been inspired recently on managing our finances better and uh, working a little better. But now the caution on our desires for wealth and caution on overworking for it. Wisdom instructs us to honor God from our wealth, practice generosity, build our reserves, avoid haste in decision-making, seek wise advice, beware, beware of wicked advice, avoid fools and walk with the wise. Furthermore, wisdom tells us to behave appropriately in front of people in power and position, or rather, of power and position. We should avoid overeating, nor should we desire his delicacies when we are especially in front of them. 
Otherwise, we might fall into a trap or trap ourselves if we continually take and take and take. Wisdom also warns us not to wear ourselves out for the sake of riches. There is a lot more to life than riches. My first point is knife to the throat. Of course, none of us do this. This is figurative. Please do not play with a knife on your throat. That is not what I am advocating. This is not an application on literal things. On rare occasions, one sits with a ruler to eat. And if you are there dining with a ruler, perhaps there was something good about you, perhaps, or something notable. In fact, there is, uh, I believe it's in chapter 22 of Proverbs, that he who is skilled in his work will stand before kings. And this may be you got there because of something good uh, that you have then perhaps, or you're in front of a ruler because you did something really evil as well. But this time you're eating, right? So uh, uh, first, wisdom instructs that one should carefully observe what the ruler offers observe. Then wisdom warns that one must eat conservatively, not liberally, which would be the proper behavior. When I was brainstorming this with my sermon group, because it's a team of us who helped me uh, build this sermon, and uh, there were a lot of sharing about how we have abused food when we are invited by friends. And I'll share some of it later. Uh, but I was so amused of the different stories that I have heard. And some of those stories are from here, this church. Okay. <laughs> so, well, they didn't name names, so I don't know who you are, okay? Uh, Let's read Proverbs 23, verses 1 and 2. When you sit down to eat with a ruler or someone of influence or power, observe carefully what is before you. First, first look. Don't get, okay? Just look. And be quiet. No, even if it's your favorite food. <laughs> Don't show it. Mm -hmm. Composure. Mm -mm -mm. <laughs> Careful how you roll your eyes. Or when your friend is there, don't make eye contact. Mm? <laughs> don't do that, because that will be so obvious. And put a knife to your throat means, hey, behave. If you are given to appetite. Well, Filipinos are generally, not universally, okay? Some of you don't like eating. Some of you like tasting, but not really overeating. So it's generally not universally, okay? Generally, we spend a lot for food, birthday, fiesta, Christmas. We have to have a Christmas party with food. We just have to, right? It cannot be just a simple food that is our favorite, but just enough. No, it has to be a lot. Always more than enough. In fact, you, kick, you cook for Christmas enough for New Year, right? It lasts you one, one week. <laughs> You're still eating the same food. You need a big refrigerator, and that's something common among Filipinos. They like big refrigerators. 
Okay. Now here, put the knife. Putting a knife to one's throat is figurative language. It reflects the gravity of the predicament. It's showing, the proverb is showing, you are on a dangerous place. Be careful. Not dangerous enough that there might be an accident, but danger enough on how the mind of the ruler is formed when they observe you. A reminder that one is in a precarious position because the ruler might be assessing your character and persona while you eat. Because we don't get to have a lot of time with people, we cannot really know one another in depth. So what do we do? We take mental notes on what is observable. The ruler does not have time with you as much time, so he observes what he can see. But if you have no control, what does that show? Not too good. Not too good. One of the stories I heard while discussing the text with our Monday group was this story of, again, not from here. This one is not from here. So this person, he's a big guy. I can imagine bigger than me, okay? And he likes food. And he's courting this pretty young lady. So first time he was invited to their home, the home of the lady and the parents, okay? The house. And, and that is good. Gentlemen, always visit the house because mutual assessment happens. And they said this was in Pampanga, which they have delicious food as well. So Filipinos being polite said, eat, please eat, and please get enough. So in Filipino, kain, kain ka lang. Damihan mo. Because one part, you're, you're, you're somewhere in the middle. One part, if you don't eat too much, they might be sad, right? So you're in a dangerous situation. You might offend if you don't eat too much. They prepare the food. But then on the other hand, if you eat too much, ang takaw ng boyfriend mo. So the story goes that this, this person got a load of plate. You never do that. Ever. Okay. In this case, the ruler are the parents, right? You are in their house. They are rulers of their house. They may not be kings of the earth. They may not be mayors or presidents. But they are rulers of their own house. So what do you do? You put a knife to your throat. First impression wasn't too good. Parents said, no vote. They are no longer together. And gentlemen, when you visit, don't eat too much. But eat enough to show appreciation, okay? Just enough, but be very careful. Do not show your appetite. When somebody invites you, my treat. 
and do not look at the most expensive part of the menu and order that. You know, the safe is you have what he has or something lower. What if they don't buy? They're super rich. They're assessing you. Not everybody's assessing you, but quite a lot of them do. Uh, can you get your finger? Two fingers. Imagine it's a knife. Just put it here. When you fix your collar. Okay. <laughs> put a knife to your throat. Don't use a real knife, just your fingers. Gee, I want to jump to the application. You know what I observe? When we have a Christmas buffet here, some of you don't think that there are others in line that must eat. You don't think. You just think of yourself. You get a lot because you're so happy. But then you got a lot, and then when you're not even half, I can't finish this anymore. Then you look for your husband to finish it, right? That's why he has high blood pressure, because of you. <laughs> you look for somebody, can you finish this? Can you finish this? Then there's a wedding. You're invited. You want to extend the generosity without permission. So what do you do? You invite all your friends. Let's go in a van and go to the wedding. You're no longer in the rural parts of long ago. The celebrations of yesteryears are no longer here. It has changed. Because before, they really, you know, kick a whole cow and a few boars. And there's really more than enough. That's in our history. That's why it's still here. Now, when the organizers said, oh, there are many who can't come, please invite your friends to join us. Then you have permission. Hmm? And when you visit the house without announcement, you bring the food. Or don't eat at all. Oh, just a little. Okay? Knife to the throat. Aren't they hypocrites inviting me to eat and judging me after? Mm. Maybe they are, maybe they're not. Maybe unconsciously they're forming their opinion about you, unconsciously unintentionally, but that's what you showed. You've got a big mouth and a big stomach. Next, guard the heart. The throat, then the heart. Wisdom warns the person in a precarious situation of eating with the ruler. The warning is about desiring the ruler's Delicacies. Do not desire it nor overindulge in it because it is deceptive food. Verse 3. 
do not desire his delicacies or delicacies, for they are deceptive food. Deceptive food. In fact, if you read further in Proverbs 23, do not eat the food of a stingy person because you will feel like vomiting it. It's like, kain. <laughs> Just don't eat it. Don't, you observe, but put a knife to the throat. Don't say, hey, are those dates? They're my favorite. Can I have some? No, you don't do that. Knife to the throat. Okay? Guard the heart. Again, it's deceptive food. Perhaps one may show appreciation without overindulgence, right? We might eat and appreciate my compliments to the chef, to the cook, but eating just enough. A person of great appetite should not show his appetite in front of people of power and position. Now, better to eat large portions in situations where you are in control, like your own house, like in a restaurant where you ordered and you're paying, go ahead. Have your fill. Perhaps you fasted for 40 days and you ate like a cow. You know what happens? You die. <laughs> you eat slowly after fasting to adjust your, your, your desire might be big, but your capacity is small. In fact, there's another proverb that says, let your feet be rarely in your neighbor's house, lest they become weary of you. Hmm? It's good to visit one another, but if it's all the time, people are busy too, you know. They're busy, they have work, they're taking care of something as well, then you're there again. It's this guy again. Now if it's just once in a long while, it's fantastic. It's good to see you. Make them miss you, not get tired of you. Yeah, there was one person I literally got tired of. There, he's not in my house, but he's always in my phone. Guy I knew from GCF Ortigas, not mentioning names here. Okay, of you watching in GCF Ortigas, not mentioning names. <laughs> Called me almost every day. But as a pastor, of course, they might need something, right? So you, you might need prayer or might be, there might be an emergency or they just want fellowship. And once in a while, it's fantastic. No, but this guy, no. And you heard the stories. And this is the same guy because I remember him. I remember to avoid this guy. Don't worry, he's saved, so I have no problem, all right? <laughs> Saturday night, pastor should be resting. <sighs> I'm preaching tomorrow, I'm preaching tomorrow. You don't feel that, do you? Wait till I assign you, okay? <laughs> I'm preaching tomorrow. Oh, Lord, Lord, Lord. What's in my mind? What's in my mind? Okay, I'm preaching tomorrow. I have to be rested, relaxed, and uh, prayerful. And sometimes to, to remove the tension, I do something I like. 
but I must be chill. Okay? This guy calls up late. So when somebody calls me late, because that rarely happens, because most people are respectful. And I thought, and that time I was on my knees. Tomorrow I'm preaching, Lord. Yes, yes, bro. What's up? Ay tatanong ko lang, ano ba mas maganda? Globe o smart? <laughs> so you know what I did? My next visit to Ortigas, I said, may I speak with you? Naturally, he visited my office then because he always visited my office. It's like my home too. Coming there without official business. So, I said, let's, I need to be straight with you, brother, so that I remember you, and whenever we engage, or let me change that, I don't want to engage you anymore. Find your growth group leader and your pastor, not me, the other pastors. Now, that doesn't mean you should be discouraged in reaching out to me. If you never called me in your life and you need emergency in prayer, go ahead. Send me a message. And I have not denied every, anybody who said, may I speak to you. Of course, if you're part of a growth group, I say, please. The growth group is designed to shepherd one another first, to take care of one another. So I deal with the worst kinds of problems. But if you just want to connect with me because you want to have fellowship, you're not in the worst situation, that's fine too. But we're saying is just be careful not to be rarely in your neighbor's house. So I segued, let me go back. Do not de desire the delicacies of the ruler. Watch your ambition. Do not be envious. Do not show you want what he has. Hmm? Some of you who are in politics understand this. You have to be careful with what you say and what you do. You can be jolly and fun, but there is a line you never cross. Now, once you ever you give a hint that you like his position, you're in danger already. If somebody has a nice car, trust the Lord. Lord, you'll give me mine, but just what is due to me that you have planned. Remember what we shared. Be careful what you own because what you own might own you. Story of somebody who built a big house. Lots of lights. Wonderful lights. Now, if you have lots of lights, be prepared to change all of them. Oh, I'm not kidding you. Oh, I'm, I'm not against design. I'm not against design. Remember that you, you have a nice roof. You have to change that every so many years. Be careful what you own. Somebody bought a very nice BMW because they could afford it. They could afford the price for it, but they could not afford the continuous maintenance of it. <laughs> it's different. Be careful what you own, for what you own might own you. Yeah, I'd ask him, where's your BM? I'm not using it yet. Why? 
I'm still saving up for parts. <laughs> what happened? Uh, the muffler broke, and it's so noisy. Uh, but a muffler right now costs like 100000 <laughs> Just the muffler. That's it. I'm so glad I don't have that because I'm not prepared for it. Do not desire their delicacies. Watch your behavior, eyes, your facial expression when you're in front of powerful and influential people. Oh, in today's world, there's a, there are many entrepreneurs going to investors the same way. Put a knife to your throat. Listen carefully what they say. Be careful with your words. Be careful with your behavior. Don't think positive thinking. Okay? That's baloney. Okay? You look for proverbs. No. I'll just practice mirroring. If I treat him like a friend, he'll treat me like a friend. It doesn't work that way. You treat him like a friend and you're not even close, you'll step back. Who in the world are you? Careful now what you've learned from the world. Have a filter. Huh. Weary of wealth, next point. When it comes to acquiring wealth, it is not good to grow weary for the sake of wealth. Building reserves to prepare for the worst is necessary. Take note, we said, it is necessary to build your reserves. Don't be generous to a fault. Okay, don't listen to preachers. Sacrificial giving. Give it all. Empty your bank account. Don't listen to them. We've studied this in Proverbs. Be like the ant. They build their reserves so when the time of winter comes, which is harder to gather, or in some countries impossible to gather, then what? There is enough. However, it's good to build the reserves. It's good to work because work is good for the soul, but it is not necessary to overwork for wealth. Obsession leads to disappointment. 23 verses 4 and 5, do not toil. The other translations, this is the ESV, but most translations says do not weary yourself or overwork yourself to acquire wealth. Be discerning enough to desist. When your eyes light on it, it is gone, for suddenly it sprouts wings, flying like an eagle toward heaven or towards the sky. Wealth cannot become the ultimate goal. Otherwise, it will lead to an insatiable desire of more, 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 and more than you give. Time and more time and more time and more time. Now, Proverbs 16.6, you can just look it over. It is better to acquire wisdom than gold. Because the gold can be gone. But if you have wisdom, maybe you can build your reserves again because you have wisdom. You have the knowledge how to. You're wise with your connections. You're wise, you have wise companions that already builds you the connection to rebuild. But if you just focus on the gold, even oppressing others or deceiving others to get more gold, what happens? You cut ties with so many people. 
There will come a time you'll be down and out and nobody would want to help. Proverbs 22 verse 1 says, A good name is more desirable than gold. A good name. Well, modern companies apply this. It is called the brand. But then your name is also that. What does that mean? What do we remember when we think of you? Hmm? A good name. Do we remember, oh, yes, wonderful brother, wonderful sister. Or, yeah, you better avoid that brother because wherever you go, he's going to sell something to you. Well, that's your brand. That's why I don't believe in hard selling. I believe in finding solutions so that your business is actually a blessing to others. Something we all learn through time, or most of us do. Let's review. Let's go back. Let's go to the application. Number one, knife to the throat, we apply behave properly. We must behave appropriately if we dine with people of power and position. If we have a large appetite, we must eat as if there is a knife to our throats. The lesson may apply in different scenarios, including non-food scenarios. How, how, what does that mean, non-food scenarios? It means asking for a favor. You have to imagine this, that each one of us, as we build relationships and friendships with others, we each give one another a voucher, invisible voucher. Because this person, we have, we're friends, we belong to the same church community, and our church community promotes supporting one another. If this person needs help, there's that invisible voucher. Yes, yes, let me help you. But then suddenly you keep asking favors one after the others, you run out of vouchers. Because you keep asking for things you don't need. So what happens? It's just like the boy who cried wolf. Wolf, danger, danger. And we always respond and then there is no danger. Then whenever you cry for wolf, wolf or danger, oh, let's not believe this person. He, he always needs something. Non-food scenario. So what do we do? We are careful to use these vouchers or favors we ask from one another. Huh? Oh, yes. Because once you think you have an unlimited voucher towards everybody, because you think you're the center of the world, because maybe growing up you thought everything you asked for has been given to you, well, I'm sorry, that's not the real world. Most of the time, we toil alone, but not fully alone. The Lord is there. We have to journey together, but each one must ride their own bike. We may ride together, but each one rides. We help one another, yet we hope that each one will carry their own weight. But once in a while, somebody breaks down. We all stop and help them. But hopefully not always, so get a new bike. How then should we behave? Going back to food, eat conservatively in public. 
Or if you're paying for the food, no problem, right? <laughs> but if others are not eating a lot, don't eat a lot. Not greedily. Now, some of us might say, oh, but it's different in other cultures, right? Oh, well, yeah, but be careful. That's the point. Be careful. Like you've been so Japanese. It shows I appreciate. Then you go home to your Lola. Bastos na bata to. You don't make the world adapt to you. You adjust to it. Who are you? You think you're the king of the world? Everybody should adjust to you? No, we adjust to one another, and that's what friends do. It's not like all my friends accept me for who I am. That's a crazy way of thinking. We accept one another, but... There's this thing that we all improve and adjust to each other, and that's what friendship is. If you think that way, you'll have fewer and fewer and fewer friends, and then you pray, why, Lord, do I have no friends? One, Yet the proverb is not limited to food in application. One must act wisely when it comes to seeking favors. Asking for too many favors from others is not proper. When you are really in trouble, that's when we seek one another. Remove envy. Do not desire the delicacies of others. Remove any form of envy because envy leads us to a trap of our own making. Envy is the cousin of greed, and greed is not far behind. Both envy and greed will make us work hard for things unnecessary. Remember what we addressed before. So many of us have these dream house, dream car, but we don't have a dream source. Start with the dream source. So that you can build a house, right? You start with a dream house without a dream source. Huh? That's not logical. You're thinking somebody will give it to you. You can hope. Besides rulers, we should not desire the food of a stingy person or a begrudging host. <laughs> begrudging host, all right? You know, begrudging host, you're always on your neighbor's house because your best friend is there and you're not watching the signs that the wife has now become your enemy because now you're taking too much of his time from the family. You must be sensitive there. It is God and family. Sometimes you must get out of the way. They seem to welcome you, but their hearts lie. Therefore, it is better not to eat what they offer or to take anything from them. And lastly, do not overwork. Wisdom instructs us to build our reserves, but does not instruct us to wear ourselves out. Riches have wings to fly. For example, you've worked hard all your life, putting in the 12, the 16-hour days. 
I can understand the 12. Because you can sleep eight, you work 12, you still have four hours to have meals with your family. Well, <clears throat> wisdom instructs us to build ourselves, but does not instruct us to wear ourselves out. Too much work, too many hours per week, no rest day, no worship day. How does the money fly away? It might end up flying due to medical bills of the overwork. Well, overeating and overwork right do they go together oh yeah because you overwork you feel hungry all the time but it's a deceptive hunger you didn't really work out you were stressed out here but you feel like eating so what happens we overeat we overwork medical bills so it flies away so you have to know to desist give time to the Lord give time to the family Learn to enjoy one another's presence <clears throat> because you will not be together forever all the time. Time is fleeting. Before you know it, you're a grandmother. Before you know it, you're sleeping with a grandmother. Before you know it, you're a great-grandfather. And you're just sitting there observing the family, unable to participate because one word is such an effort. And just getting up is an effort. You've lost the strength. You've overworked, given it for money, and there's nothing wrong with having reserves. But you have not engaged the people around you which you should value, we should value. Then you're about to die and you think, I wish I were younger so I could serve the Lord. You can still pray, old man. You can pray and you can die. Don't have that regret. Young and strong, let's serve the Lord. Let's value our parents, our family, our children, our siblings. Instead, let us, what do we pursue instead of overworking? Well, we're in the context of Proverbs. So let us pursue wisdom and knowledge and grow with the community. Hmm. Some of the studies say some people are not so picky with their food. Some are even carnivorous. Yet some of them live long lives. I'm not a doctor and I'm not promoting carnivores and some are vegan and some of them live long lives but one thing in particular they saw that connects there's a community not just your family there are others with sincerity so grow what that's what we pursue let us build a good name and how do you build a good name start with a small group start within your family <clears throat> and the small group. And most of all, let us serve God by living the gospel and proclaiming the gospel. What is the gospel? It is the suffering, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. 
and the significance of that because many know that but does not they do not understand the significance it was substitutionary where the judgment because god is a just god a loving god but a just god his justice cannot be denied he cannot be unfair in that one sin what what is justice with one sin and that is judgment through eternal damnation yet he provided a way that's why the love and justice of god meet only in one place rather in one person that is christ himself receiving the justice of god on our behalf that whoever believes in him and john 3 16 17 18 if you continue that and those do not some do not believe because their deeds were evil uh, what does that mean that's in reference to repentance because if you truly believe you will repent of your sins what does that mean if you are an adulterer you say forgive me lord i stop this in your name because i believe you turn away if you are a gossip you turn away if you do premarital sex you repent if you truly believe you repent you turn around not my will now but his will be done because jesus said you are witnesses of the suffering death resurrection but he says that we must proclaim the disciples should proclaim repentance for the forgiveness of sins and that's my complaint to the modern church many preach a gospel without repentance when it is a direct command in luke 24 why we want to make it easy so we have a bigger church right or we have a report to the missions board please send more support because we made it easy no repentance just repeat after me and say this prayer but we live the gospel our faith is we live by faith and if ever we sin we come to him in forgiveness knowing that his love forgives us in Christ do not overwork I give to you now a poem entitled Caution. Do this, put a knife to your throat. Listen to this proverb and take note. Behave well in front of rulers. You may extend it to others. The ruler watches how you move. He'll assess if he will approve. Therefore eat conservatively and do not so act greedily discern what is offered to you watch for deception in the woo mm. do not desire his wealth and food but desire God for your own good do not envy the rulers wealth it is not so good for your health do not over weary yourself instead improve the total self the riches have wings to fly away wisdom let us seek for and pray a good name is better than gold remember what god's word has told let us all rise and let us pray father in heaven you are good 
Wisdom so practical yet we neglect. Forgive us, Lord. It reminds us as well of what our Lord Jesus said. The last shall be first, but the first shall be last. When it comes to food and other things, teach us to practice deference. Teach us to eat more when everybody has eaten as well. Teach us to be conscious and sensitive. But in front of rulers, remind us, Lord, that we should know our place. Always. That others may glorify you with our proper behavior. And if they ask how and what we learned, we say it was from your word. From the word of God. Teach us to walk with the wise and avoid the fool. Yet still connect with others for the proclamation of the gospel which you want us to preach to all people. And teach us to emphasize repentance and not merely acceptance. Guard our hearts. We surrender to your will. And we do not envy others what you have given us. We joyfully accept and we glorify you. Knowing you have a purpose. Yet you want us to improve steadily our total being, mind, soul, and body. And we do so in your name, not because we envy others, but because your word said so. Because of you. Not because our parents say so, not because our spouse says so, but because of you. We receive correction and inspiration from others because of you. For we surrender to your will. And that is our joy. That is our happiness in that place of total surrender. Because once we surrender, Lord, we come under your protection. Let thy will be done and not ours. Teach us to see the freedom of that. That there is a guide to life. That we don't have to always figure it out because what we need to figure out is what the Word says. Because the divine design is perfect. But there is a barrier between our souls to what you revealed. Because we are so distant from your Word. Teach us, Lord, to treasure the word that is nearby, to read, to meditate, to live. Thank you, Lord. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the fellowship of His Spirit be with you all. God's people say, Amen.
Amen. God bless you. Good morning.